Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst-case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the Kendall Jenner Pepsi commercial. Here's what you need to know. On Tuesday, April 4th, 2017, the popular soda brand Pepsi teamed with model and entrepreneur Kendall Jenner to try to capitalize on a country in serious crisis and put out one of the most tone-deaf advertisements that's ever been assembled. The Pepsi marketing team watched the news just like anyone else, but where we all saw a nation in turmoil, they saw dollar signs. A little bit of context. There had been a rise in demonstrations and protests in the 2010s, many under the banner or affiliated with Black Lives Matter, a social movement that seeks to highlight racism and racial inequality experienced by Black people. Protests and marches included ones inspired by the killings of Eric Garner in New York, Michael Brown in Ferguson, 
Tamir Rice in Cleveland, Freddie Gray in Baltimore, and others. There were massive protests against the construction of the Dakota Access Pipeline in April of 2016. Further, when Donald Trump was elected president in November of 2016, there were numerous demonstrations across the country, including the March for Women in January of 2017. Kendall Jenner was just 21 at the time and had been raised into fame, having been a cast member of the popular reality show Keeping Up with the Kardashians. She had been modeling since she was 14 and had breakout years in 2014 and 2015. She walked for top-tier labels and was a brand ambassador for Estee Lauder. Pepsi saw Jenner as a key tastemaker in the Gen Z market and someone who represented what they were trying to achieve with their new campaign. The ad opens with a sequence of shots that show a massive march down a city street. Attractive protesters hold up blue and red signs that have peace symbols and anodyne phrases like, join the conversation. They're mostly smiling and having a good time. No one seems to know why they're taking to the streets. But one thing is clear, the revolution is on. This is intercut with vignettes of young city dwellers working on art projects in their apartments, drinking Pepsi, and watching the commotion. Many of these artists join in on the protests, which could easily be confused with a parade. Instruments break out, there's dancing and general jubilation. The protest eventually passes by Kendall Jenner, wearing a blonde wig in the middle of a photo shoot. Kendall is curious about the hubbub, but it isn't until she makes eye contact with a sexy cellist that she feels called to join in. In a dramatic flourish, she rips off her wig, wipes her lipstick off her face, and walks into the crowd. Once among the protesters, she finds an open cooler and grabs a Pepsi. She saunters to the front of the crowd, politely nodding to her fellow hot protesters until she reaches a police barricade. She casually walks up to one of the officers and hands him her Pepsi. He sips it and the crowd goes wild. People high five and hug. The ad finishes with the words, live bolder, live louder, live for now, underneath the famous Pepsi logo. This commercial fixed racism and police violence. Just kidding, it didn't. There was immense backlash, and Pepsi pulled it within a day. Fun facts, aka death stats. According to Forbes, Kendall Jenner made $17 million from modeling deals like this in 2016. In 2017, Kendall Jenner became the first model since Cindy Crawford in 1992 to have her own global advertising campaign for Pepsi. Pepsi pulled the ad less than 24 hours after its release. It took Jenner six months to break her silence and share her thoughts on the controversy. Within 48 hours, the video got nearly 1.6 million views on YouTube, with five times as many thumbs down votes as thumbs up votes. In 2017, PepsiCo was number 44 on the Fortune 500 list. They currently sit at number 46. According to Forbes, 
Kendall Jenner was the highest paid model in the world in 2017, earning $22 million. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And our very special guest today is Sequoia Holmes. Hi, Sequoia. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I, we're so excited to have you on the show. I want to tell our listeners a little bit uh, about your podcast. You are the host of Black People Love Paramore podcast. Please let us know uh, a little bit more. Yeah, so I host a podcast, Black People Love Paramore, um, about the common and uncommon interests of Black people that mainstream media doesn't necessarily associate with Black people people, but we know that we like. So that includes Paramore, but it's not limited to. We also have episodes <laughs> about Tony Hawk, Ariana Grande, um, anime, the Mean Girls, Degrassi, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Pop culture yeah. podcasts. Great. Love it. And I then, love it. I think that's so funny. How much do you like Paramore personally? I would say I'm probably about a seven and a half, eight on the Paramore scale. Wow. Yeah, I'm not like the biggest Paramore fan, but I <laughs> do listen. That's pretty high though. It is pretty high, but I do listen and enjoy. So yeah. <laughs> the well, only it, exception has, uh, that's my like Paramore song, you know? Oh yeah. That was a good oh, era. That's my yeah. favorite era. Yeah, yeah. Well. I actually, I really like Paramore too, so. <laughs> nice. Anybody um, with taste, it makes sense. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So we, we like to start off the show by asking our guests, what is something that's recently alarming you? What's something that's keeping you up at night? Uh, um, AI is keeping me up at night. I'm sure that is a common answer that you've heard. I'm very nervous about that. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that I'm wildly addicted to TikTok keeps me up at night, literally. <laughs> right. Mm. No. Yeah. They are related to, I guess, right? You know what I mean? The <laughs> algorithms are controlling my life and I don't appreciate it. I didn't consent to this. I didn't sign up to this. The fact that everything we eat has so much sugar in it is, con is concerning me. Yeah. Yes. Everything is concerning. Yeah. You know what? what is even more concerning is that somehow we probably did consent to this. We probably <gasps> checked something right. off. We probably signed some. How many times do you sign up for a new app and you're like, I yes, I accept the terms. Rebecca, please. You're, right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. But did I consent to being born on this planet? No. 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 It's, it's the one it's thing we talking my language. Oh, yeah. that? No terms <laughs> and conditions for that. Rebecca, you know it also has a lot of sugar. What? Pepsi. There you go. I was I was I was in a different route. I was going, you know, we oh, also did not consent to this Pepsi ad. Yes. But sugar too. I mean I, when was the last time you watched this ad, Sequoia? Well, you know what? It's been a minute. I intended to watch it before I came on the podcast. Didn't end up happening that it's, way. But it's, yeah. for the it's been best. a minute. It's, it's but it stays fresh in your mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's one you don't forget. And for our listeners, if you haven't uh, watched this uh, commercial, I don't Stop. know, maybe Stop pause, pull yeah. over, uh, <laughs> make sure to, it's a two and, first of all, it's kind of long. It's like yeah, two it's and a short half film. minutes. So <laughs> um, give yourself this uh, two and a half minutes to watch it because wow, <laughs> it was a good laugh. I hadn't had one of those good laughs in a while. Mm -hmm. yeah. what, do you know what year this came out? I think it came out what in like 2020, was it 2021 or 2020? 2017. No, 2017. Stop it. Oh, right yeah, after <laughs> Trump. So much has no. happened. That I understand why you think that because so much is, it's like, yeah, really? yeah, yeah. I definitely thought it was a 2020 play. Like, oh, yeah. No. All this, like, oh, OK, we're going to go ahead and we're going to fix the world with Pepsi. But <laughs> OK, 2017, we were still doing it. What What does that tell you, though? It, it, well, you thought it was 2010. 
I or 2020. 2020. Yeah, 2020. I know the fact that at, even after this, we're st- we brands have continued to to yes. like clump onto this narrative or to mm-hmm. this branding uh, opportunity is pretty mm-hmm. gross. And that I says also, a lot about America. I also think like what you hear a lot and as you talk to people these days is so many people feel like I've heard this so much like. Uh, time makes no sense to me anymore. Like I have no so concept true. of time. And right. Sequoia, what you were saying at the beginning about like watching TikTok, like when I would watch TikTok, you look down and you look up and like three hours. The sunset. Of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Telling you it's all consuming. So I think like the, like there's a, and I don't want to, maybe I'm rushing things, but maybe we can put on the board just like the inundation of content. Like, yeah. That like has that. been, that has been ever since like yeah. the commodification of our attention, yes. right? Like since like the dawn of Facebook and like you're saying the algorithms and TikTok and Instagram that like inundation I think we need of, this. of yeah. content mm, yeah. just distorts reality in so many ways. <laughs> yeah. No, you're absolutely correct. I feel you wholeheartedly. And you know what is also impressive is that this somehow broke through the content <laughs> right yeah. yeah well it's kendall jenner right i, I mean know. she was big time at the time i guess still is but like mm. yes huge at the time st- even bigger now so I know, I, it didn't hurt her at all i didn't hurt her exactly <laughs> <laughs> so look, with a few things to put up on the board just to start chris you wanted the inundation of time or the in- inundation content, of inundation. content yeah content <laughs> um i do think we have to put trump up on the board Okay. okay. And this is let's give everyone some context here for when this commercial came out. This is from the New York Times. Thousands of people across the country marched, shut down highways, burned effigies, and shouted angry slogans to protest the election of Donald Trump as president. The de- the demonstrations fueled by social media continued into the early hours of of Thursday. Uh, this was right after he was elected. Uh, the crowd swelled as the night went on, but remained mostly peaceful. Protesters were reported in cities as diverse as Dallas and Oakland and included marches in Boston, Chicago, Portland, uh, Seattle and Washington and at college campuses in California, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania. So this was like all over the country. Mm -hmm. This is from Mm history.com. The idea of the Women's March began on the social networking website, Facebook, the (laughs) It's funny when they call it the network social uh, networking (laughs) website. Okay, thank you for that explanation. The day after the election, when a Hawaii woman named Teresa Shook voiced her opinion that a pro-woman march was needed as a reaction to Trump's victory. After thousands of women signed up to march, veteran activists and organizers began planning a large-scale event scheduled for January 21st, 2017, the day after the inauguration. Leading up to the Women's March on Washington, the organizers expected some 200,000 people to attend. As it turned out, as many as 500,000 people showed up with buses, trains, airplanes, and and packed cars ferrying large groups of protesters to the capital from far-flung locations. Many of the marchers donned pink clothing for the occasion, as well as the unofficial uniform of the march, pink knit hats with cat-like ears. So right. this was a, a, a huge, you know, millions more people took, you know, participated in marches all across this, uh, the 50 states. Marches were a thing. I mean, they, they estimated it was something yes. like 4.1 million people took to the streets. 
And that's just really like a reaction to his presidency. That's like totally separate from all of the marches that were going on against, you know, police violence and other like atrocities. That was just like we were we are have been for the past, like ever since Trump was elected, like pretty protest pro protest. Like mm-hmm. there's been a lot of that in like the social zeitgeist, I feel like. So, yeah. I, of course, Pepsi needed to cash in on that somehow. <laughs> right. right. So I wonder. The- also, mm-hmm. how much of it was a response to the 2014 protest? I believe 2014 was a year that Trayvon Martin happened. Yes. And that was like the start of the BLM stuff. Right. Yeah. So I feel like Pepsi didn't, Pepsi, it was probably lightly related there as well. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I, I think absolutely. And this was something that was already, it felt like people, it was in our, our conscience. Yeah. And uh, this election really, it really bubbled up to the surface and the the actual commercial came out in april so the mar the marches were in january the commercial comes out in april uh just a few months later and mm-hmm. it is a bomb yeah there's a really amazing <laughs> snl parody of it where they're like on the set filming the commercial i don't know if you guys have seen this and that's like the director and he's there like, oh, we're about to shoot. And he's like calling his family to tell him he's on set. And like they, he t- explains the commercials to his family. And like, you can immediately hear them and like, you shouldn't do that. Like you shouldn't touch that. Like, <laughs> they're like, oh, we're exploiting people. And it's like very funny kind of just like there were all the signs there that you were exploiting black people, Asian people, just like protesters and like real issues in general. It's just like nobody saw the signs about how terrible an idea this was. <sighs> It is. It's it's confounding. I mean, because these are big. I mean, I've done a couple commercials before, and the the brand representatives. There's like a group of like twelve of them, right? Yeah. And what they do is like, as an actor, they bring you with your little outfit on, and like one of them's like, can the <laughs> can the uh, can the hat be tilted like a little bit to the left? Like they are, <laughs> they are like like stressing out about the most minor details. Um, yeah, I guess maybe we put losing the forest through the trees here or something well, like that. This is something that will surprise you. This was an in-house agency. And mm. so I, I feel like I want to put let's put up Pepsi's uh, marketing team up yeah. on the board. Okay. And this oh, is yeah. from uh, listener, uh, our listener, Kevin Gottlieb. When an advertiser chooses to do its own work in-house without an outside agency to guide them, the results can be alarmingly disastrous. And we know Kevin and we know he's in uh, in uh, advertising. the advertising uh, field. Um, so it's... Just like nobody on the outside being like saying no. Everyone's just like exactly. yes to each other in the room. Like, this is a great idea. <laughs> yes, this is um, from The Hollywood Reporter. Mike Middleton, head of creative at Dentsu Mobius Media. <gasps> do you know them? Yeah, I do. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I work with no, no. Dentsu. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> not okay. for Dentsu, but I worked with Dentsu. That's okay, okay. okay. So, uh, but this is not bad. He's just commenting on the situation. Mm-hmm. So, The Hollywood Reporter that uh, told The Hollywood Reporter that a lot of the issues surrounding this ad likely stemmed from the use of an in house creative team. Clients are often keen to try and cut out agencies because we're more expensive, but agencies are paid to give wise counsel and this sort of thing would have been flagged, says Middleton. Middleton added, uh, any agency worth its salt wouldn't have allowed this work if they knew it was bad out the door. And and if nothing else, a real agency would have been 
a throat to strangle, somebody that the client could blame. Mm. Mm. <laughs> there you go. So, so you're almost paying for cloth. that too. Right. <laughs> oh wow. Come on, Dinsu. Good job. Right. Nice. So we should say Pepsi cutting corners or cutting costs, right? By yes. avoiding the agency. Mm-hmm. So, Sequoia, yes. what is your connection to the advertising agency? And like, I also world. work in marketing and oh, there you go. advertising okay. when I was working at I don't want to say what company, a behemoth. Uh-huh. Okay. They use Dentsu as their marketing. Oh, wow. So, Interesting. Yeah. And the, the company hasn't gotten in trouble lately. It's been all good. And they just okay. started using Dentsu. So that's why. There's that. Yeah. Dentsu's, <laughs> Dentsu's going doing, doing well. I believe in them. <laughs> um, so yeah, exactly. Cutting corners, wanting to keep it in house. The idea that there's not a lot of outside voices, I think is really important. And that kind of filters into my next point, which also uh, another listener also made this is from Ale Aiden not having a focus group with enough people of color in them I feel like there was n- uh, one person in the room who wasn't white and their voice wasn't heard as loudly as others in the room so I think right. Ale is making an ass- I don't know if they actually know that one person was in the room or <laughs> if it's an assumption that right. only one bro- you know but yeah. the, the the point is well made you know there are uh there's a lack of diversity when it comes to the people up top. We know this. This is a historical, this is a historical situation. I also no. just feel like even if there was one person of color in the room, like the, the, the white people in the room should have also just be doing better. Like they should be watching this. I mean, right. like this is bad, right? Yeah. Like yeah. we sh- shouldn't need, I mean, yes, we need the diversity, but like everyone should be like attuned to how like tone deaf an ad like this is, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. And now as a, as a black girly who works in marketing in this mm-hmm. specific industry, yeah. I can't even tell you how many times I have been one or maybe like one of a few really? black people in a room where, where an idea is being created and I'm like flagging, Hey, I don't yeah. know if this is actually that good of an idea. Like, I think maybe we should pivot for X, Y, and Z reasons. And it feels like I'm there for decoration to be seen <gasps> really? and not heard. Yeah. It feels like I'm there to be seen and not heard. And when I get my opinion and it's not taken seriously, I'm like, Hey, I can't care about your company more than you care about your company. So right. if you right. want to drown this way, I'm right. going to help you. I gave, I raised my flag. I did my job. Right. That's it. You go for it, Pepsi. Have a good time. <laughs> There's only so much you can do. I mean, Which, what else can you do? Well, that comment. <laughs> enough to fight for your company. I'm yeah, like, exactly. Well, that, We're trying to really well, do that. that. That perspective makes me wonder, Sequoia, like if this was an inside, like somebody saw the red flags, but Definitely. were like. But then, but then, like in response, they like kind of nudged Pepsi towards it. They were like, "No, you know what? You fall flat on your face." <laughs> right. Like, well, maybe that speaks to like the a lack of like diversity in the actual executive suite. You know, like if it's a bunch of white dudes, and like maybe there are people of color, but they are they haven't been like given jobs high up uh, high up enough to be like guys, no, and that people are gonna like listen. You know, decision makers. We yeah. need uh. People of color as decision in positions of of dis, decision makers. Yeah, you guys. This is a very slight tangent, but have you all seen American Fiction? Mm-mm. No. Okay, I just That's watched it last Jeffrey, night. It's okay. literally fantastic. But there is yeah. this scene in American Fiction when they're trying to decide which book is going to read, going to win like the literary award, literary uh-huh. award. And it's two black authors and three white authors in a room, and they're deciding that they want this really offensive black book yes <laughs> oh my god win the number one spot 
the two black authors are like, hey, yeah, maybe, maybe no. And the three white authors are like, but I love this book. Like, it's so good. Like, I really love this book. And they're like, yeah, well, three outnumbers two. So, and they're like, and they're like, and plus right now is a really good time to listen to black voices. And it's just like a, a silence. And it's so oh funny my because God. they're not listening to the two black people in the room. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's what I imagine this type of situation went exactly yeah. like that. It's like, no, but we really need to elevate this type of thing. And right. the black folks in the room are probably like, yeah, but probably not this. No, right. no, not, and not, not you. Right, probably not this. And they're probably May- like, yeah, well, we, but everyone else likes it. Like, so. Right. Everyone else. Please, well, I, but there's something that we touched on earlier is this like lack of fear of being, get even getting in trouble for doing this. And I, I want to, put up on the board no such thing as bad press um and Mm. the the hollywood reporter writes the backlash to this ad was swift and brutal and pepsi ostensibly is smarting uh from the mockery and damage to its reputation before it begins its count to, to uh count to the cost of pulling an expensively assembled global campaign after 24 hours. However, there is a silver lining of sorts. Some in the advertising industry think that the ad was deliberately created by Pepsi, Mm -hmm. the company playing some of the, uh, some form of Machiavellian 4D chess, a creative Mm. at a well-known British agency who wished to remain anonymous, told us that either the entire creative team and marketing team at Pepsi didn't concede, consider even for one moment that having a a, a vacuous pseudo famous white rich celebrity pretend to be in a in a protest march was a bad idea or they figured that the pr reach of it would be worth far more than any negative throwback damn that is very so i have another (laughs) question for sequoia is that in your experience with marketing do people put this idea out there it's like well if there's backlash than good. Like people are talking about us. No, no. Okay. <laughs> no, that's, that's definitely not something that feels reckless. It yeah. does feel really That's a slippery yeah. slope. Then you just get into four. You might as well just put out a four chan type commercial where you're just right, explicitly right. bad. That'll get you enough attention there too. Gotcha. And right. you're a brand. So you're not worried about losing the brand deals or whatever. Like, right. You're just, you're a brand. People are going to keep buying it. We never mind. Yeah. No, no, that's no. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So like brand above all else, like the protecting the idea and the image is is really, really important to these people. Money above all else, but yes, right, um, right. brand above gonna, most. Else. I want to put that money above all else. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Um, we have to put up not, well, we're going to take her right down. I don't want to blame her, but we have to put up Kendall Jenner and just acknowledge her. <laughs> I mean, no, she. I don't. You don't have to take her right down. I don't know why we have to. Why? Why? Why do you think we have to bring her right down? She was twenty-one. That is such a like. I don't know. Like, don't you feel like you're still like? Yes, but she's also like forty-five in you know because she's been entertainment years. Yeah, (laughs) and it took her like so long to come out after the fact. Like if. You wanted the story to be like as soon as it came out and was pulled, she was like, "I was saying the whole time this seems a little." you know, silly, but I went along with it. Cause I, you know, I like signed a contract, but she mm. played like, oh, I had no idea if, it, if I knew it would have hurt so many feelings. I wouldn't have done it. You're like, right. You clearly weren't like paying attention to what was on the page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much. Not, so. Anyway, we can talk about it later, but. Um, I, I feel like maybe something that could be blamed though, 
is the Kardashian curse. <gasps> and I want to I want to put that with a K, a curse with a yes. K. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, this is from uh, W Magazine. Luckily, the 21-year-old model is related to someone who is no stranger to controversy. This is the first time you've had you've had a scandal, said half-sister Kim Kardashian. This is the your first real experience with something like this. This is going to be the biggest lesson learned. It really sucks, but the only thing you can do is be real and honest. You can't ignore it. You can't. It should affect you in a way that you learn from it and grow from it. I just wish that you could see there is a light at the end of the tunnel. She doesn't have any other uh, advisors, right? Like Kim was Kim and Chris are sort of at the top of that food chain and mm-hmm. that they've just grown this culture of these sort of in the limelight she, yeah, kind of I mean personalities. And- and the, the fact that they held out um, any kind of statement until the episode of the reality show came out oh, where yeah, they gross. talked about yeah. the incident. Self-serving. God. Yes, it is gross. It's really gross on all levels. If there is one thing I am, it is a Kardashian hater. That includes <laughs> yeah. Jenner as yeah. well. So. Yeah, I don't know if they're cursed. They're just... Well, what I mean is the curse is like she again, we just we were talking about this. This was the first thing we talked about was the one thing you don't consent to is the is being born. Right. Mm, yeah, you right. don't you can't control who you're born, what family you're born into. There. Right. So this is the thing. The question sort of becomes like at 21. Yes. Should she have had the maturity to kind of like known the difference between kind of like, you know, just sort of ethically what is exploitation and yeah. What, what is exploiting? What's exploitative? What is cultural appropriation and that kind of thing? Maybe, maybe she should have, maybe you guys are convincing me she should have. I, I see her at 21 and I'm like, that's a baby. But well, you're thinking just, of yourself at I'm 21. Like she is a baby, but and she's also surrounded by a bunch of people who are also out for her best interest, like her PR team. So like, mm-hmm. what were they doing where they weren't mm-hmm. like, Hey Kendall, but let's talk about the like actual nature of this ad. Like, are you cool? Do you, do you understand that? Like, or they just were totally oblivious because they saw dollar signs and it or, was the, the biggest deal since like whatever, Cindy Crawford with Pepsi, like that's true. all they care about. Or yeah. are they, uh, what they are, they only there for their, they're only going for their own best interest. So right. they don't care that she's a 21 year old who doesn't right. know what she's agreeing to. Their mm-hmm. client is the head of a major Pepsi ad and that is, looks good on their resume kind of thing. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, so, so capitalism. Put, put Kendall's people up on the board. Kendall's put, people, put capitalism people. for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look through this list. I mean, there's so much mixing politics and brands like like social activism and brands. <laughs> what are is, we doing? Wow. It it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Well, yeah, I I wanted to put I I have been thinking about this concept of like it's almost like when like why did pepsi feel like they needed to wade into the like national conversation it's like when you're at a party and like someone's debating something you don't really know about it but you decide to like chime in and then you instantly regret it because you're like i don't know what i'm talking about yes. <laughs> Sequoia is, is shaking her head she's having a moment she's so um, upset she it's like, oh my god what is I'm that like, like another it's like uh when <laughs> when matt rife went on the podcast with uh, Pin Badgley and Pin Badgley was schooling him about astrology, and he felt embarrassed that he even brought up astrology at all. <laughs> it's like the same thing. And yeah, so what do we call that? Just like 
No. Waiting, uh, wading into deep waters when you don't know how to swim. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's Ooh. like an audacity too. There's like this, this kind yeah, of confidence ego. that, that, that. Ego. That's a good, it's, it's ego. Mm-hmm. And a brand. A yeah. Yeah. Delusion. That like, you're, you're the one who's going to start the conversation. I mean, that was the whole thing, right? We're starting the conversation. Oh yeah. Pepsi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It's like mm-hmm. there are real, like political activists racial activists who have been working so hard yeah but they make the worst soda have you ever oh, tasted yeah. their soda oh, God. It, Chris, it's like, careful it is the we're getting we're getting real yes. <laughs> you know, clearly you're you're a coca-cola guy i guess yeah. if you're saying that um i wonder if they reached out to any one of these activists who are very uh present in protesting throughout like the years leading up to this commercial you know this is assumption but i'm gonna say 100 exactly. no exactly oh, and no. if they were i'm sure those people would have been like hell no i'm not gonna be involved in a pepsi commercial that's yeah. as vague and like so bland as this is the i mean watch the commercial please the protesters are like laughing and having a good time they're all carrying signs of like i i can't get over the signs of like painted peace signs like yeah <laughs> and that just says yeah. love and and join the conversation you're like what's the conversation happening in this moment <laughs> anybody know what, what the conversation is yeah, what exactly, are we talking exactly. about <laughs> and if you know what we're talking <laughs> about why are we right. wondering? <laughs> what are we talking about <laughs> <laughs> exactly it. it's so laughable well and they're also they're, they're channeling that moment there is like a really crazy moment they, they i don't know if you guys remember this they, they captured a photo of like police they were like charging a, like a young black girl and she's like standing there this is like from actual protests mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. kind of channel that when like Kendall like walks up to the police and like gives them the Pepsi and like there's a girl capturing that moment like it's so that's where it gets like really like oh god like you are just borrowing these iconic images from like recent protests and but now there's branding in this image like it's so So being over the head with like buy our thing Mm -hmm. so that was uh Aisha Evans, yes, standing her Aisha ground uh-huh. at Baton Rouge, um, and that was in July of 2016. Right, like pretty iconic photo that was like all over the internet after that happened. And like to like kind of even go near that, you're like, what are you guys doing? It's definitely tone deaf. Somebody yeah. thought they were making art. Somebody thought they were making like a referential. Ooh. Piece. You I know, like, like that. Thinking you're making art. Thinking like- you're making art. <laughs> things. Like, we're going to make art of it. Oh, no. No. Ew. Well, unfortunately, we're running out of time, but we have a good board. I believe in our board. And <laughs> we're going to take a quick break and then start knocking things off. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, who's to blame for the Kendall Jenner Pepsi commercial? Is it content inundation? Trump. Pepsi's marketing team, Pepsi cutting corners, lack of diverse Pepsi executives, no such thing as bad press, money above all else, Kendall Jenner, Kardashian curse, capitalism, Kendall's team, mixing politics and brands, wading into deep waters, ego, Pepsi's delusion, tone deafness, or thinking you're making art. Something I'm realizing we probably should put up on the board as well is cultural appropriation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Slap it on. It's a bad All one. right. <laughs> Solid so. board. What the hell? Where do we begin? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I feel Up like the, the Kendall Jenner, like we can um, consolidate a few of these. Yes. Okay. Kendall's team, yes. Kendall Jenner, Kardashian curse. Should we roll that into? Well, Kendall's- Kendall Jenner is is has was given the Kardashian curse, whether it's good or whether you think it's good or bad. So we take we fold that into Kendall Jenner, or or it's, vice versa into oh, Kim oh. Kardashian personally. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just got a real. I like that. She's focused. She knows who she, she knows what she wants. Yeah, go for it. Um, I really want to blame Kendall's team because okay. what this is is an ad. Okay, this okay. isn't like a performance. This isn't her art. This is a business. Yeah, decision. Right. And her business advisors should have been there with, you know, weighing out like why yeah. this would be such a- Or pushing back idea. against the Pepsi people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or just being, somebody's got to jump in there. Okay. okay. So then we take off the curse and fold yeah. that into Kendall's team? Mm-hmm. I also feel like money above all else is uh, like you can fold Pepsi cutting corners. You mm-hmm. can fold capitalism into yes. it. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I think you can also put like, you can put ego and delusion and tone deafness and thinking you're making art, like all that can go into Pepsi's marketing team <laughs> or, or we could just Definitely do Pepsi Definitely thinking you're making art. <laughs> right mm-hmm. yeah I, I think it's gonna be hard to blame trump for this one yeah, yeah. sadly i'm sad yeah. about that yeah that he's sucks. been slapped and 
maybe jailed before. <laughs> no, no. Yes. Well, yeah, on the show, not in real life. On the show, in real life. <laughs> T- in, li- in real life, hey. TBD. Yeah. TBD. In real life, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fing- fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. <laughs> on the way, hopefully. <laughs> um, I do think or- we can take off no such thing as bad press because that's an assumption. We don't know True. what they were thinking. True. Yeah, definitely. And, and based on Sequoia's experience, that doesn't seem to usually be the case. Yeah. But I Content like, inundation, I, like I feel like um, maybe it's like influencing some of the people who are making big decisions, but I don't know if we can directly blame that for this ad. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, another thing we didn't put up here is influencers in general, like the uh, need for brands to like, you know, totally. latch on to influencers. Tap onto popular yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was listening to a podcast about this and it, it you know, it has to do with consumers not trusting brands anymore mm. and only trusting like word of mouth and then sure. we've created this like market for fake word of mouth which right. one might call like influencers that don't have like millions of followers they're micro like influence. micro influence yes mm-hmm. so there's a lot of I, I don't know it's just all facade it's all brand at the end of the day it's just brands trying to sell you things yeah right. yeah sell 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 Okay, so, we have, what do we have here? We've got Pepsi's marketing team. We've got a lack of diverse Pepsi executives. She's, <laughs> I see Sequoia <laughs> circling that. I that one. <laughs> Kendall's team. So when you see when, when it, then when you say Kendall's team, it doesn't have the, the. Oomph. Same. Yeah, I know. No, it's true. true. Kill you know? Kendall's clan. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god with a K. No, yeah, we can't. Oh god. But yeah, for sure. Uh, mixing politics and brands. Mm-hmm. That yeah, okay. Sure. Waiting. Yeah. Uh waiting into deep waters. Which just goes back into I think we can fall that into Pepsi people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And cultural appropriation. Politics and brands can fold into Pepsi's marketing team, I think. I feel like cultural appropriation can be folded into Kendall's team. They do it. They do that shit all the time. So. Okay. Right, 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 right. Yeah. right. Oh, yeah, you're getting your little hit in on there, yeah. uh, on the Kardashians there. That's good. Yeah, so, there you go. Got it. <laughs> so this is we, strong three that we have mm-hmm. left now. I feel like w- here's what I'm thinking, and you guys tell me what you think. I think we send the lack of diverse the lack of diversity amongst Pepsi executives to the alarmist jail. Yes. Okay. And we slap Kendall's team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, um, those are the two big contenders in this whole thing that like have all the power. Mm-hmm. Right. Her te- She's a big celebrity model. She's got a team and they they are the Pepsi people who are making the yeah. ad with her. So those are the people talking. And ultimately, like if any pushback comes from either one of them, that's when the conversation starts. But there clearly was none. Oh, yeah. guys, guys, and- I'm scrolling down. Yeah. The PepsiCo leadership team. Mm hmm. And I think we got we we got it right. Okay, <laughs> okay good. Yeah. I'm not we're getting confirmation. We're yeah. getting confirmation. <laughs> right. yeah. And we got uh, we got our eye on you, uh, in-house marketing team. <laughs> spend, you know, like spend the cash, get an outside agency, hire Dinsu. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna call it. I'm calling it. Kendall's team, you're getting the big slap. Lack of diversity amongst Pepsi executives. You're going to the alarmist jail. 
Sequoia, thank you so much for joining us today and, oh, and, yeah. and helping us like get to the bottom of this cultural disaster. I'm so happy we were able to solve it together. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Despite the massive backlash, PepsiCo saw no real monetary consequence from creating the world's most tone-deaf commercial. And in the years following the release of the ad, Kendall Jenner's Instagram followers ballooned from 77 million to 246 million. The Alarmist is now on Patreon. Subscribe and get ad-free content along with bonus episodes. Go to patreon.com slash thealarmist or check out the link in our show description. Visit our website, www.thealarmistpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, at thealarmistpodcast and on Twitter, at alarmistthe. You can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early with editing by Molly Hockey and fact-checking by Chris Smith. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Crystal Dinsberg. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith. Tune in next week. We'll be rewinding and discussing one of our first episodes, The Donner Party. The Alarmist. Powered by ACAST. 